I want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respect to them and their elders past, present and emerging. Oh, it's a little podcast, babe. I have just started listening to music. <laughs> panda fluffer, like it's very specific. There's no reason you can't have a cult focused on garlic bread. Oh, with the boys. With, 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 you ate it. It tasted like you were eating poison. <laughs> You're right there, darling. First of all, that's not standard issue. Astronaut wear. <laughs> aren't you? Yeah, other people. I know what other people are, Annie. Oh, my God. Tuck it into your waistband. can sometimes be seen at the top of the waistband being like... You would be the most annoying ghost. You know what? I'd like to be better at bringing my cat into work in a sneaky way. Chicken, where do you get your protein from? I don't even know why I call you my best friend. (laughs) Hi, you're listening to We Want to Be Better. We are the socially conscious upskilling comedy podcast and it's hosted by me, Annie Nolan, and me, Bianca Ismailovsky. Annie, your voice. I know. I've got wake up voice. Fuck off. I was trying to get like really upbeat to open like and so that no one would notice. But you know when you've got wake up voice? Yeah, wake up voice. I got wake up voice. <laughs> Breaking voice. Yeah. Because I've I've just woken up. I've like woke up not Literally, long ago. Yeah, you just woke up. And I rolled out and I've come to record the podcast and I've still got wake up voice. But hopefully by the end of this I won't have wake oh, up. Oh well voice. hopefully you perk up pretty quickly because we've got a big one today. We're talking about our show, Gigolos. <laughs> I know I've I've been getting DMs from people all week saying, What have you done to me? You've ruined my life because now all I can do is watch Gigolos. Someone um, said, uh I've like just locked myself in my bathroom and the kids are banging on the door, but I just need to see who gets fucked next. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, we've both recommended it to our mothers. My mum's getting a Stan account just for it. Do you know, I actually haven't heard from my mum since I requested it. So maybe oh, she's... She's deep. She's deep in the gigolo <laughs> vortex. Uh, so... What we will talk about today is the show Gigolos and then specifically female sexuality and the way that it is represented on screen in this show through through that. Yeah. And female sexuality, sex sexuality. I went to say female sex and then (laughs) I just added an uality on the end. And then, yeah, just anything else that pops up. But, you know, for people that haven't watched Gigolos, I guess we will give you a recap of the show. And then for those of you that have watched it, you can laugh along with us. Yeah. Because... I think it's going to be it's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. <laughs> it is one of the best reality shows I've ever seen. So, like, my favorite reality shows are RuPaul's Drag Race, obviously. Yeah, Survivor, clearly. I'm putting Gigolos third on the list. Oh, oh I mean, God. I don't really watch reality television, so I don't have that many good ones. What about you? Would you say uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians? Maybe. No, I like that. What is the like? The husband with the wives. Sister wives? Yeah. Is that what it's called? No, it's like one husband, three wives or something. Yeah. I kind of like that one. And then, that's a, It's an excessive I amount of wives. I mean, that's like the other end of the spectrum, isn't it, to Gigolos? Gigolos is up the other end where there's like certainly no religion. Yeah. <laughs> and also Gigolos is where they're like – you know, if one of them gets a girlfriend, they're like, you're crazy, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> we don't like, we don't fuck with monogamy over here. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, remember the episode where Brace thought he was going to be a father? Oh, Stop it. It's so stop. good. Okay. You, so you let's just get, I think we will just get into it. 
and start talking about the characters. We also just start before before we even start. start. Oh yeah, we have not even got to the end of season two. No, okay. There so there's a lot. There is a lot going on in this house. Let's just say yeah. that I almost burnt the house down. Oh yes. Okay. So should we just touch on that quickly? Yeah, just like a little recap yeah. of what we've so, been. So I mean, to. obviously, we have talked on this podcast about how I'm not a great house guest because I'll be at the back having a mess. Yeah. Right. Sometimes I'll come into the house and maybe I'll fuck up in there. Like, for example, almost burnt the house down. Yeah. So the house was evacuated because (laughs) Bianca set some capers on fire. And I'm not even joking when I say it was exactly like The Sims. It was The Sims. (laughs) They're like, oh man, Schneider. Like they're freaking out. They're pointing at you because you're the like all-seeing God in the sky watching your sim. Yeah. And the Sims standing by the, the stove. And usually this is, oh my God, this is so terrible, but I would take away the doors in yeah, the house. Oh, same. Because I wanted, part of my town was that I wanted a cemetery. So yeah. I would kill heaps of them, drown them. So and, awful, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's very, uh, we weren't doing it to kittens. We were doing it to Sims Yeah, characters. but it's still, so I mean, you've you've done the rosebud. You've given the most opulent, extravagant existence there is known to man. And then you take away the doors and start a fire in the kitchen. I mean, come on. That's not. It's, it's. Kill the rich uh, yeah, situation. Oh, yeah. I would be like, I'd be like, oh, you want a fifty foot pool? You got it, bitch. But guess what? Once you get, you get in, it, I'm taking, I'm, I'm taking away the stairs, and you'll start, you'll stay in that pool forever. You'll drown, and then like the Grim Reaper comes in, swoops by, yeah. grabs them. Yeah, terrible. So like the Grim Reaper entered my house. Oh my um, gosh! When you set these capers on fire, and. I just would like to point out, I'm not used to cooking with gas. Okay, you know when people say, oh, now we're cooking with gas. I'm not used to that. Okay. Yeah. I have. For some reason in Melbourne, it's very popular and common to have electric top stoves. And they are far inferior. So inferior. They take so long to heat up. And I'm used to, you know, having to put a pot on for ages to Mm. let it warm up. Whereas gas, it's just like we're on and we're ready to go. So I'd maybe left this pan sitting there for a little bit too long. It went whoosh. (laughs) (laughs) And you know how like guys are like, oh, I caught a fish and it was this big. And, but really it was only like a really- It bigger and bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not joking though. This is like not that situation. The flame was fucking touching the roof. It was so- Yeah. I would walk down the hallway (laughs) to go and do something with Chesco was holding your hand. And then I heard a scream and we turned around to see up the hallway. The kitchen had completely gone orange. Yeah. And like and a you can lit up screaming. <laughs> and I just thought, God, the gates of hell have opened at the end of my house. Like this seems, you know, this seems fitting since I've been doing homeschooling that already felt that way. Yeah, I, I am living in hell. Yes. Yeah, it was already yeah. hell. So, oh, well, at least there's a bit of heating because yeah. my husband turns off the heating. Yeah, at least so this is organic heat. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Thanks, hell, for turning up. <laughs> um, I actually am always cold in the middle of winter yeah. in Melbourne. So great. And... We came down the end of the hallway and uh, Bianca was trying to set my house on fire. Okay, so in a crisis, I think you and I have – we work – We are fucking great, <laughs> we, honestly. We, it, was, it, it was like everything was in slow motion. You were just like reading my mind. Annie comes running in. So I'm, I've got the flames going up, right? And it's actually like a huge fear of mine to see a pan light up on fire because I think like 12 oh, years really? ago – 12 years ago, I remember getting like a video from someone – about that very situation and if there is a pot of oil burning on your stove and it goes up in flames, don't put water on it because it makes it worse, right? So Mm. I have just like had that in my memory like, oh, it'd be really terrifying but at least I know not to put water on it. 
And then when it lit up in flames, like the first thing I thought was don't put water on it. But I was like, I need to get out of the house. This isn't even my house. You're about to burn down someone else's <laughs> fucking house. Who are you? So I'm screaming. There's a lot of thoughts for like. And then yeah. you come running down the hallway and you come in like with your arms outstretched. Like <laughs> you run in. Like shepherding a ball. <laughs> you come running in and the look on your face. You're like, ah! And then you've just ran to the doors. Okay. But I find out later that you actually came running in thinking, okay, yeah. there's obviously a fire and I'm going to sacrifice my body and jump over it because we don't have any fire blankets in the kitchen. <laughs> That's how you, you come running in. Oh, I didn't. Yeah. So I, yeah, exactly like you said. <laughs> exactly like you said. You st- like my brain was like working and it was like in slow motion. I had a lot of thoughts for such a short period yeah. of time. It's crazy. In, in an and emergency, everything goes in yeah. slow motion. And I thought, oh my gosh, I've got nothing to extinguish this fire with, <laughs> as in like no blankets or anything. So, well, the natural next thing is like, I'm going to- put my tits on it. I thought that. So I thought I was going to jump on the flame. I was like, where's the flame? I will just suffocate it with my body. And yeah, so I had my arms outstretched for that reason. Don't. That didn't happen. Then you ran to the door, though. Yes. Opened both the doors. I run out, you know, like, ah, like screaming, <laughs> like, something like Marv or Harry or Marv when they get burnt, just like, ah, running out the door. And then, like, you know, the pan got cold outside and... Literally, this is this is how you know when people are like, "Oh, kids are desensitized from movies and TV," right? That none of them batted eyelid. No, it's twenty twenty. We're sitting there having like a heart attack because I almost burnt the house down, and the kids are just like, uh, "I think Jessica was just like, so are you going to come?" She's back? like, "Can you come and have a look at what I've done with my room?" And, and I'm like, "Didn't did you not just see?" I would have been freaked yeah. out. Look, the kids have had a big year. They've all had a big year. They're like <laughs> they don't even bat. No one cares anymore. It's like it's twenty twenty. The light. <laughs> Did you fire see in the kitchen is the least like, of our problems. There was like six pets sitting there watching it happen. Yeah. Not one of them ran outside. We opened the French doors up and all four cats were like, I would rather fucking stay inside and burn than have to go outside and It was very strange. I actually felt bad because I, you know, there was a lot of adrenaline pumping and obviously the stress. So I thought, oh no, this is going to really impact everyone because they're like winding down it's like night time everyone's like warm and snuggly inside no everyone was just like yeah no we're fine there's no you haven't you've there's no issue you've not changed anything so yeah um that's what we've been up to so we haven't actually got to watch much more of gigolos also plus like liam's been busy and he got cut that we were watching it behind his back oh yeah so that has been a big bloody that's been a factor i did we started watching it because we're like we have to watch it for the you know, this is now work. We're working, Liam. We have yeah. to watch this. And then he, then he got really cut. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah you're working, aren't you? Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's like, you know when, you know, you, you watch something with your partner and you both make an agreement not to watch it. I did not know we'd entered into well, this agreement with Liam. Liam but evidently we had a little three-way going and we all so, agreed. Yeah. So mm. we couldn't we couldn't watch it. So, look, let's just start talking about Jigglos because I want to get into it. Okay. Let's start. So, opening up. The very opening scene, you know, when they all introduced themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All I thought was this: this show is not going to be for me. It's not going to be for gonna, you. No, this the, the shooting guy, of the guns. The shooting of the guns. When a guy says, "I feel like I'm a real feminist," and oh, I was like, that's a big turn off right you, there. You and me just went, "No, <laughs> no. you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no way that you're a real." He's like, like, "Oh, I'm a real feminist." Oh, are you? Mm, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. So they're like oh, shooting. Also, guns also one of them large. goes like he's like driving, looking up through the w- window, and he goes, "It's Vegas, babe." 
movie, I'm like, oh my God, mm. shut the fuck up. This is going to be the worst show ever. It's just like masculinity, just like we're fucking women. Like we live in Vegas. And the money. And yeah, the shooting we're and the guns. <laughs> Vegas, baby. So it's like, this show is not for me. Yeah, um, both of us thought the same thing. We thought you... Uh, just living it up, being yeah. a man, douchebaggery, total, total douchebag, douche, yeah, massive and, douche vibes. Oh, and just happens that you get paid to fuck women. Yeah, like you're the fuck. man, right? High five, gross. So, actually, turns out, actually, no, I'm actually quite good. It's top quality viewing. Let me let me tell you that. So we're gonna just run through, I guess, the characters. So basically, yeah, you're watching in the show and you're following around these five gigolos and their job is, yeah, they go out on calls and they have sex with women. Uh, and you get to hear the clients discuss what they want from the client, why they've hired the client. You watch them with the client, and that's it. And then they have some, they have some subplots come through, like one of them. <laughs> <laughs> one of them wants to be a rapper. One of them is. One of them has wants to get out of the gigolo game, and so yeah. he wants to sell. Is it is it essential oils? What was he selling? Some health food drink, beauty regime. I don't know. Yeah. Something. Along one has lines. a one has a son. One and has a son. Like that, I think that's probably in terms of like the personal compelling stories. Like one has a son yeah. who does who lives in Texas, mm-hmm. and he lives in Las Vegas. Yeah. So. There's a distance there. Him and the partner are obviously not together, but it's all about his son. And he's trying to make as much money as he can to support his son. So that's like quite compelling, but he can't see his son. So he's often buying presents for his son or, you know, that sort of thing. I feel like that storyline did drop off a bit in season two. I feel like they don't talk about his son that much. Oh, no. When Brace thinks that he's having a baby, who does he have to (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and then there's, uh, you know, the storyline of just, you know, them looking for love and having relationships. Like, yeah. That. So there's like, and the complexity of being a sex worker. You would say there's like fifty-fifty. Having- like half of them actually want a girlfriend and they are looking for love, and then the other half are like. No way. No way. We live in Vegas. Like, no. I just want to be on the strip, have sex with yeah. women. It's, well, and it complicates your job. And yeah, like, you're not going to find one. Women well, could- yeah, but and isn't it funny? Isn't it funny? I don't know why I say that all the time. Uh, one of the points that someone brought up that was interesting is that if you're dating, because like I've never thought it would be an issue dating a sex worker, right? But if you're dating a male sex worker, you have to sacrifice sex with them because men can't come as many times as a woman can. So, like a female sex worker, no issue. You yes. can just go one to the next. It doesn't yes. really matter. But for a man, he needs to have that stamina. So if he's going out for a job later in that day and you're horny, he has to please you in other ways without actually fucking yeah. you. Bit of cunnilingus or something because <laughs> he can't He can't keep his doodle No. Going. Yeah, he can't. Yeah. It's crazy, right? I didn't, yeah. like, it's I like didn't he's like, I need my stamina. I never thought it of that. It actually reminds me of AFL back when uh, – Oh, okay. when, No, seriously, back when Liam used to play, but m- more at the sort of start of his career, there used to be this like really common thing is that you don't have sex the night before or the day of the game. I'm, I'm not right, joking. Right, because you'd want that like virility. Like, yeah, yeah, and like testosterone. All, like, yeah, a bit of blue ball syndrome and then you're like – And what about after like on the post game? Is it – They don't have any energy. So this is like so the thing. Oh, so like game weekends, just like there's no – You don't have sex on weekends really. But then towards the end of his career, Liam just got it where he could get it because – he wasn't going to get fussy, was he? Because it wasn't on <laughs> on tap like it was when we first yeah. started. So yeah, like we were having. I 
I had sex with him like minutes before a game. Really? Before he left. Yeah. Yeah. And he was fine. Actually, it turns <laughs> out he was even better. He was oh, even really? better. So yeah. during the finals, you played a small part. Yeah. I played my part for those finals, everybody. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the characters. Let's start off. I've written some notes. I've written very brief, very brief notes. Okay, so for okay. Stephen, who is the one that is a father, the note just says, cute but miserable. <laughs> he always, what did you say? He, his, <laughs> he always looks like he smelt something bad. He's always like, oh, Just a normal guy looking for love like everybody else. <laughs> This is me. You can take it or leave it. Nothing pleases him. Like for his birthday, right? He looks like he's going to cry the all gu- the time. Yeah, the guys forgot his birthday, which, okay, like, yeah, that kind of sucks. seven years but, old? Yeah, he got so upset. And then they were like, okay, well, we're all going to band together and really celebrate your birthday and take you to do things. And they take him to the gun shooting range. And he's like, well, I don't like this. And I'm like, I agree with you, Stephen. Then they go to do <laughs> go-karting. go-karting, which would be fun. And he's but like- he comes in last. He comes in last. So, so he's like, oh, worse. I don't like that. That was awful. And then like- the- what actually made him happy in the end was hiring an, an older old woman to have sex with, to have sex with so, him and he fucked the cake. Yeah, yeah, he fucked his birthday cake. But he, so Stephen's got this thing where he, he likes older women. Because like they still have obviously the people that they're attracted to and stuff, which, yeah. you know, sometimes can be quite upsetting when you find out like, like – like they talk about some of their clients and like, I was not attracted to her. I'm like, oh my God, I fucking like die. Yeah, you if die. I, but Stephen's thing, preference is for older women. Yeah, he likes he do, older women. He likes older women. So, so he yeah, gets like a lot of the older hired, clients. I think actually that was one of his clients. But he's the youngest in, oh, is he the youngest? No, maybe like second youngest in the so, group. So yeah, he, no, no, he, on his birthday, his older woman client who he enjoys fucking, they hooked her up. Oh, they gave her one of their clients who's an older woman. So he was getting paid for the job. And then halfway through, she let them into the hotel room and all the other gigolos came in and watched him. Yeah, and they're like, oh. And then he was like, guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was a bit strange. Yeah, it was a bit strange. So then the next character that I've written down is Nick and the the dash I've written is just rap career um, because he's got that gigolo style, got that gigolo flavour, <laughs> got that gigolo. It is, it, like, okay, so, so, so out of all the subplots, that's the best one. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, Watching his rap career. Okay. I'm very proud to be called a gigolo. There's nobody out there more competitive than me. I try to break a sweat six days a week. So Nick is there to be laughed at, okay? <laughs> he is, he is a the, fool. The douchebag level, like he wears a handcuff as a bracelet. He has the worst tattoo I've ever seen in my life. His tattoo, okay, and I don't like to tattoo shame, honestly. No, same, but, but it's just right there. It's like on his shoulder and it looks to me like the sludge from Fern Gully. You know when the sludge is mm. like coming out of the yeah. pipes and it's like a he's all oozy and gooey and stuff. It looks like that has attached to his body. Like, and I feel like it gets bigger and bigger. Like it's like covering more of his body as the season yeah. goes on. Yeah. But he's just so funny. Like he's like an angsty teen. <laughs> he's yes. like an angsty teen. Like there's this scene where one of the characters is playing music <laughs> and Nick comes home and he's angry because he's like, it's too loud. So he's stomping around the house <laughs> and he goes into his bedroom and he's like <laughs> crying into a pillow. <laughs> and then just- <laughs> Jimmy tries to soundproof the bed door and puts pillows at the door. It's like, Jimmy, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. And then Nick comes out and he's like, this is enough. He he reminds me of like a, he's like a Billy Madison character. Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's like, 
He's always he is, not real. He like is he's cute. He's, I'll give him that. Like he's a good-looking young man, but he he's, is, he's just so funny. Like what about like, the episode with that girl? He, she's like, I'm a fiance. I'm engaged now, and he's like, Oh, are you? Is this really gonna lo- like? He's funny. Yeah, he is. He is funny. I he like has him. these moments where he's funny and not to be laughed at. And we but, you can laugh with him, but mostly, time. mostly it's laughed at. Like we have to follow his rap career, and it's just really. By the hard. way, his song is available. We've downloaded. Spotify. Yeah. You can listen to it. Uh, the lyrics are as follows: I've got that gigolo style. Got that gigolo. I don't bar. need a stunt cock. I got a real cock. Yeah. Or something. and like I mean, I just. He's not the greatest rapper. Let's just say he's that. He's awful. <laughs> he's not good at all. But he's then terrible. that said, this whole show was like 10 years ago. Yeah. Like the, the the season one was like quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like maybe maybe he has had training and stuff now. Like, but he doesn't have any other songs out. It's just Gigolo. Gigolo is the one song. Is that- it came, like I was looking for a song on Spotify and it was like recent searches Gigolo and I was like, oh, I don't want that on my search history. I don't want people to see that I've been listening to Gigolo. <laughs> Who is looking at your search history Who though? knows? You never know. I just, If there is like someone doing surveillance and mm. they've got a file on me somewhere, I don't want them to be like, oh, that girl, oh, write a notation here, listens to Gigolo by Nick. That's not. I don't want that happening for me. Okay, next character. I'm le- I'm leaving the worst one for last. The next character is Vin, who is a dash, a real feminist is what I've written here. I really love women. Learning about them, learning what makes them tick. I would consider myself like a real feminist. So, Ken, I also just put in here that I went on a really, really, really deep dive on all these people and where they are in real life I know right you now. did. I woke up. I'm just to about 50 Instagram notifications from Annie ripping all of the guys to shreds. See, this is the thing. Like you can't, you've got to just watch this piece of television and enjoy it for what it is without stepping into the year 2020 and seeing how they are now, particularly in a post-Trump world and seeing their political views. I can't. You can't. So, so like, no, it's not necessarily, so Vin was like a character on the show that both you and I were like, oh, oh no, yeah, you're pretty good. You might be a real fan. I actually really like you, and like, and he's gorgeous. Like, he's very attractive. I will say it is strange though that every time he goes down on someone, he goes, he buries, he goes behind and buries his nose deep into the anus. (laughs) (laughs) It it's an unusual take on things. (laughs) Like I just. There are other ways to do that, then. Yeah. Uh, so, but like in the year 2020, um, he's so he's really into Bitcoin, which they all are because they're from Vegas and like you know, yeah, God, they like that. Really Bitcoin. into Bitcoin, which is like got fine, that bi- Bitcoin style, got that yeah. Bitcoin flavor. That's fine. Like, d- like that's totally fine. But he's so he's an anarchist. Like he says he's an anarchist, yeah. and he's written a book, and he's like seems to actually he's written a couple of books. So they actually oh, happened, wow. and they seem to have done okay. And Reviews, mm, they're all right. Like, I didn't read the book, but, like, yeah, it was um, – so he says he's a philosopher, blah, 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 blah. But he's an, he, he says he's an anarchist. Unfortunately, he's a Trump sympathiser. Mm. And I can't now. I just can't because, yeah, I just nah. – nothing, nah. Nothing turns you off more than hearing someone in the slightest. Like, if someone is not, like, fully anti-Trump – then I just then it's just like that's 
Well, my clitoris my, is not turning up to yeah, party, Yeah, shriveled it? clitoris. Yeah, it just can't work. It just is broken after that. I think yeah. one of the things is with this show is that you and I were both saying that I we really liked that you could just, you know, fuck them and leave. And that it's dick on tap, call. And there's no emotion. There's, there's no, it is like, like a transaction. It's a transaction. It's a transaction. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I want to have sex. I want it this way. Come over, fuck me and leave. Yeah. I don't have time to date. I don't have this. Yeah. I don't have that. We'll go through all the reasons yeah. that actually women in the show, like get them. But I thought that that was like good in my, like in my head. I was like, yep, that's, oh my gosh. And I love that. Like you can just use them and whatever. Mm. But, in the way that, like, you know, money is like money speaks, and I don't want to like buy my clothing from somewhere that doesn't like look after its factory you workers. Want an and brand. I don't. I you want, want an ethical. I've realised that. Yeah, I need to know the political stance of my gigolo, and it's really like I thought that I could just do it with whoever. I mean, all this is in like theory, of course, because like leans yeah. in the room is I'm like, um, but you know, I just. I realise that actually I can't sexually work. Like I can't disconnect like politics to my clip. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, it's very interesting. I isn't can't it? do that. No. Yeah, anyway, but it gets worse as we go on. Okay, so now no, now we've got Jimmy. Oh, oh wait, wait, we've got no, Jimmy. it gets better. Okay, it gets okay. better. It's gonna go up for a little bit and then and okay. then down. So Jimmy, so Jimmy and my notes I just said, Oh Jimmy, love hot, love hot, love hot. I'm the guy that eats dessert first. I'm adventurous. I'm willing to try quite a lot. So Jimmy yeah. is fucking gorgeous. gorgeous. I like absolutely my favorite character. His face, his skin, his Un- teeth. He looks like a Disney. Can brain. we just like quickly get out of the way that unfortunately Jimmy plays the didgeridoo in that this show? Is incredibly was, unfortunate. You, you have no idea what how upset yeah. both Bianca and I were when our favorite character started fucking playing the didgeridoo yeah. and like. No, Jimmy, just don't. But, like, actually, I mean, it's, like, one thing for him to play the didgeridoo. The the most offensive part was that when he was seeing a girl, he let her play the didgeridoo. And, and like then that's he not, played it on her for well, sexual vibrations yeah, before sex. exactly. So, and also, yeah. like, you know, women aren't really meant to play it. Like, that's oh, yeah, no, I know customs, that. Yep, whatever. Yep, yep. But, like, so we're just going to – look, I'm just going to – Pretend that didn't happen. Okay, yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because Jimmy, I went deep dive. Jimmy turned up to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. He is like, he's no longer a jiggaloo, which is like the sad part. That's the sad part um, because it's like, I can't oh, cash in. Well, yeah. Now I can't have sex with him. Mm. And now I know. So, I mean, and we live and we learn. We live and we, we live learn. and we That's learn. It. I've done things, you know. Mm-hmm. 10 years ago that I definitely yeah. would think, God, oh, uh, how, how embarrassing if that was on tape. Yeah. Which no one seems to feel on this show because <laughs> all the sex is on tape. <laughs> and then, you know, but now he's like full, he's anti-Trump. He's mm. like, he seems to not be with friends with any of the guys. Yeah. It, it really I went through like who he followed his back on he that has. show. I think like he is not happy or proud of that being in his past. No, I don't think he has a problem with like the sex part, but I, from what I can see on, cause he actually puts up old photos of him, like his mugshot things. Yeah. And, and I mean, he's gorgeous, he is gorgeous. but he doesn't follow any of the other guys. 
you know, like on right. Instagram. The other he guys like follow, follow each yeah, other. Yeah, they tag each other. He just does You know, and he's like, yeah, and he seems to. I, yeah, but you know, I don't know what's happened because we haven't watched all of I it. I know, because he so, leaves. Yeah, he show. leaves, obviously. So maybe he left in a negative way. I'm not sure. We can't get to that part yet because it, I mean, I personally, I'm blaming Liam. We're. Yes, we're only like, uh, like we're in season two and we're talking about it. Like we know about it. There's all this stuff that might have happened. And there's like six seasons, guys. We've only like tipped <laughs> the iceberg. One other thing that Jimmy does that sort of is a massive turnoff is that he has an attempt at comedy. Oh, that was going to be my point. So you know how like Nick has his rap career that he wants to get off the ground, and they and I think like the producer just like we need subplots, we need filler plots, yeah. right? Like let's just get them doing stuff. And I guess because they live in Vegas, they're like, well, you can do anything. So Nick, you be a rapper, and Jimmy, why don't you try your hand at stand up comedy? And yeah, that was uh, like the worst thing. I oh god, my poor little soul. Just I mean, died. part of me is just like I'm assuming they've edited it to take out laughs and just show audience reactions to make it look really awkward. Like yeah. sure, like that's what I think. Just yeah. because it would like wrap up the narrative a little bit better. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, look who's got wake up boys now. Oh. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you and I did, the, uh, you know, we were doing the show before the, it got, got, got cancelled for the Melbourne Comedy Festival this year. And we had we had to go to the Comics Lounge and perform for our management, right? Yeah. And we know. <laughs> and, and there was just three people in the room in this massive yeah. venue and we're standing there doing the comedy to people that are just standing there writing notes while, you know, the bar staff and everyone was setting up for the evening and it was – the absolute the worst feeling. experience of my life. Like, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Because they don't enemy. laugh back or anything. Like, there was nothing. <laughs> You're saying a joke and it's falling on nothing. deaf ears. Like, nothing. They just write down a note. Yeah. And I was like, oh, well, fuck it. And I'm just, like, well, it can't be that funny then, is it? Just throw tomatoes already, okay? <laughs> I was like, so I know what Jimmy was going through. Uh, and yeah, it's brutal. It's fucking brutal up it's there. It's brutal. And like Jimmy's jokes were terrible. Like they were, they yeah. weren't even fu- like not even no. remotely funny. No, fucking shit. But really shit. But I love him. Um. Also, a bit annoyed for Jimmy that like he's the workhorse of this. Group. He works so, so hard. Fucking hard. I swear, I've seen Brace maybe fuck two people. In the entire, which I'm not complaining about. I don't want to see Brace fuck people. But my point is, is that Jimmy is fucking every episode. He's in cock cages. He's in swings. <laughs> he he's is doing working. all his, He is working his butt he's off. He's a strong, independent man. <laughs> he carries the show. He carries the agency. Like he works so hard. Yes. And he's still looking for love. Yeah. He's doing a comedy career. He's doing cultural <laughs> well, appropriation by playing the didgeridoo. Like, he's busy. He's got a wide set schedule. Um, now let's move on to... Oh. Let's move on to Brace because... Okay. What are your... I just feel like I need a cup of coffee before we start this. But right. Do you want to go get a coffee? Uh, all right. Let's Give pause. It a pause. And, and like have a Jesus. <laughs> You're listening to We Want To Be Better. The podcast that has the nerve to not edit out its coffee breaks. In fact, this podcast has so much nerve that in an episode that goes for almost an hour and a half, it feels it has time for this shit. All right, you got your coffee? Yeah. You Feeling ta- good. You, oh. Do you want to take the reins on brace? Okay. Just, I'm going to brace myself. Yeah, you got to brace yourself. Look. Brace, fuck me. I no, don't fuck me though. Um, yeah. You're the one that I don't want. <laughs> you're the one that you're the least fuckable one. The brace philosophy is to really be good to people, 
I've had so many women in my life, it's just a blur. I mean, what <laughs> what can you say? Okay, so about season a guy one, like Brace. season one, Brace was, was fucking awful. Season two, he has like a, a minor comeback. No, so okay, he gets oh, a fun- oh, no. Fuck off. Okay, this is what happens, right? Season one, we're watching. Every time Brace is on screen, we're like, blah, blah, blah. like he's douchebaggery. He's, you know, he he's a Trump he's kind supporter. Of like, well, you don't know that at the time. At the, yeah, no, he he embodies everything that you're just like. He's a fuck boy he's sort a, of thing. Like he's he's not that you. I mean, they're all fuck boys. <laughs> but do you know what I'm like? How dare you say that about the, my man Jimmy? But yeah, continue. The uh, that. Um, what encapsulates that type of a personality is within Bryce. Yes. He is like, if you could point at someone and say toxic masculinity, it's yeah. Bryce. Yeah. Yeah. But in season two, in like the first episode, <laughs> <laughs> the first episode, Annie and I were on the same page that we dislike Bryce. And then Bryce decides he wants to get a dog. Now Annie is like, oh no! If he gets a dog, I think I might like Brace, and I'm I'm now bracing myself because I'm like, fuck! I can't. I don't know if I can. Yeah. You know, I I have to work with you. You're my best friend. I live with you. I don't know if I can have these things happen if you're a Brace supporter, right? So not only does Brace decide to get a dog, he's deciding to rescue a dog. So ding, ding, ding! Extra points for Annie. <laughs> The dog he gets is is a Pomeranian. Pomeranian. So add that to the mix. And then he starts talking about how like, oh, some men feel that they need to get an aggressive dog, like a pit bull or a Doberman. But no, the dog. I obviously love all dogs. That's fine. But but I love that he brought in. Yeah, he's saying I don't need that. I like a cute little dog. Exactly. Oh, my God. Then he comes home and the the dog has eaten his expensive Italian leather shoes (laughs) that he bought in Italy. And he's upset because he's like... those shoes, every time I wear them, I think of the memories of Italy and now those memories are gone. But he doesn't get angry at the dog and Annie's yeah. like, oh, oh Brace. God. I said, I think I like him. Then are also you- another point that happens with Brace in the second season, another story arc that you see, oh, okay. Uh, Nick is going to a jiggle, uh, he's going to a rap show. Yes. It's his first live performance and Brace is there to support him and he is a very supportive friend. And Annie was like, oh, God. And and Jimmy, on the other hand. Awful friend. Awful well, friend. no, actually, okay, you know, you know See, when you watch oh, Australian Idol yeah. and you think, wow, how did that person never have anyone close enough around them to tell them that they're shit, mm-hmm. right? And Jimmy's more that friend that's like, hey, like, I think you need lessons. Hey, I think you, you know. Yeah, maybe. He's a bit more honest. And I think, like, sometimes that's a good friend. However, Brace is there to embrace Im- the absolute <laughs> shit that is his, his, yeah. his rap. But he also then, when Jimmy was doing his thing for the comedy night, Brace was like, you know, it takes a lot of balls to get up there and do that. And I respect that. I will just yeah. say on that point about uh, Jimmy had to work. He had a client that he had a longstanding appointment with for months and they were flying in from ba- to Vegas to be with Jimmy and he couldn't cancel it because he, he couldn't go to Nick's show. And then Nick got angry and was like, you're not supporting me. And just on that point of... If you're a real friend, you understand that other people's lives, if he could make it, he would be there for you. But you can't drop everything sometimes. Mm. You know, like friendship goes both ways. Turns out that he did turn up in the end. So what actually Jimmy did do was fake an orgasm at the end. Can you imagine being that client, right? So he fakes his orgasm so that he can skedaddle a little bit quicker and make it to Nick's show. And he he does it to camera. He goes, you know, sometimes you just got to wrap it up quicker. So you've got to just turn on your acting skills. And he's like, oh, oh. 
like pretending to orgasm. Uh, like, I mean, I'm surely gigolo sex. If you're hiring a gigolo, you're you're paying for the hour. It doesn't end when you come. No, it wouldn't. But, but I think that for the story arc, I just wanted to wrap it up. But sometimes it's like the fantasy of the other person. Like they want them to come. Yeah, like anyway. it's enough already. Yeah. Okay, but anyway. anyway. So look, Brace. Uh, the, the the main part, I think, of Brace that we see in the second season that was like, okay, now it makes sense. Everything about <laughs> Brace, Everything about makes, Brace sense. makes sense. Is that you get to see his ex-wife, she comes to town, who, by the way, fucking, fucking gorgeous. Like, so fucking beautiful. Stunning, beautiful woman. And it turns out... And, and, Brace hasn't seen her in 11 years, by the way. And when he sees her, we learn another thing about Brace. He stress eats. So he's just- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. It was so funny. So Brace is standing there talking to his ex-wife. And he's upset because the way that they broke up, she cheated on him with someone. Yes. And that's why their marriage ended and he threw her out. And he hasn't actually and spoken to And he pissed on her clothes, apparently. He pissed on her clothing. She, he pissed on all their possessions. He went around pissing on her stuff. Anyway, whatever. That's just part of the story. So, first of all, we get to see photos of them together when they were younger. Again, this woman, fucking gorgeous. Like, I cannot even deal. She was so beautiful. She, they had a Pomeranian, which now call back to yes. the first episode. Both, I picked that up straight away. So they flick, they're flicking through photos and then all of a sudden there's a photo of them, very young, holding this Pomeranian yeah. and it just flicks past, and, but you can't let a dog go past me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that Pomeranian. That was obvious. Yeah, that's it's why, obvious. Yeah. That's why he got the, the Pomeranian. Can I just say something about the Pomeranian situation? Oh, here we go. So the Pomeranian that he rescues in the show still is around today. Yeah. And so he like it's like fully like he did actually get that Pomeranian. Right. But he get he has had a girlfriend. This is like really recent. Oh my god, this is like breaking news. Oh wow, breaking news so right here on this podcast. Like, of course he's got like this young girlfriend and I mean she's gorgeous, young girlfriend. But something's happened. She's got her own Pomeranian and he's got a Pomeranian and anyway he posted on Instagram the other day saying like that so they've obviously broken up or something and she's stolen his Pomeranian. So the two, she's got the two dogs and she's run off and he can't contact her. I'm not laughing. It's just like the Pomeranian, Every, the Pomeranian. is just like a continuous I, thing I through. think for Brace, it's a common theme in his life to have women take his heart and his dog. That's, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe so that's it. They're, they're talking and Brace is stress eating fish, like his, like whole, like whole slabs of fish into his mouth as he's talking and yelling at his wife, ex-wife, for how she hurt him. I've never seen anyone stress eat quite like that. And it scene. and it became evident that she hurt him so badly and that's why he behaves the way that he does. Like he was so yeah. hurt by that and I think that's why he has put so many walls up. Like he's hurt. He's very hurt. And then it's sort yeah. of like his behaviour makes sense. Yes. You know how in like last episode I was saying that men are complex creatures and like who would have yeah. thought? He's very <laughs> – who'd have guessed? But he's very complex and it does make you sort of think, oh – I see why you behave this way. Yes. Still not a Brace fan because it's like there are healthier ways to deal with this sort of stuff. Well, actually, you excuse it in the show all of a sudden. You're like, okay, well, yeah, you like you're saying, you've obviously had some upset and you're not like in the show, you're not a, like a bad person. You're just like a bit of a dude bro, whatever. 
The thing is that like annoys me now in 2020 is he's like obviously that's like escalated. So mm. he's he's got worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Like that that side of him has got like even more extreme. Yeah. And now he's at the point where he's like an incel kind of thing. Right. Except for like what's an incel that is being paid for sex. Well, that's it. <laughs> that, yeah. Because that sounds like the exact opposite to an insult. No, well, I, think you know it's what I, mean? like, I think it's like he was hurt because she cheated on him and now he's like, okay, well, like, am I not, was I not pleasing he's her enough? Was up, I not enough yeah. for her? So now he's like, well, look well, at me. I can, I literally get paid to have sex with women. Like, that's how good at sex I am. Like, you fucked up for leaving me. Yes. But he, like, puts up, like, Hillary Clinton giving blowjobs memes and stuff now. Like, he's that... That's just Ma- a level that ma- He's like, his misogyny has grown. Yeah. And like, you can tell at the start that it probably wasn't really there. Mm. And th- and that's the thing that really fucking shits me off about like so many guys is that, you know, and like I get like upset and all of that sort of stuff. But unfortunately for some guys, it, all it takes is like one thing in their life and then the misogyny just grows like a weed. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like we joke about like guys on here. Oh, who would have thought that guys were complex creatures? Oh, you know, ha ha ha. You know, Bianca's broken up with her husband. Uh, you know, I'm going to uh, die we, alone. No, we've made yeah, we've made the agreement that like all men are bad and all this stuff. Like that is a joke from the side of the oppressed gender, right? And of course, we never fucking actually feel that way. The mm. brain, like we we are behind on gigolos because we're worrying about a man's feelings. Bloody Liam, <laughs> you know, because he does. You know, like we obviously that all that's mm. a joke. There's it. It really it makes me a little bit ill that he can go to that full extent mm-hmm. of yeah over one woman that hurt him yeah like in the fucking 90s or yeah something. isn't it yeah because you know men always say not all men yeah but for them it's all women yeah, mm. yeah. anyway okay i've been married twice but neither one worked out you know it's time that i just have some fun Men do it all the time. I think that with women going about it to hiring a man, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. So let's, I think we've talked. Oh, we're up to like the 40 minute mark at this point. So oh let, my we've God, talked Bianca. about just, that's just the intro to the show. So <laughs> and like, the I think this episode is just going to be gigolos, <laughs> right? But whatever. So we wanted to talk about what we've learnt by watching the show because oh, Watching porn is very different to watching gigolos because, yes, there are sex scenes and it's pornographic, but there is a difference. And I would you say, would you say it's because porn, like say you go on Pornhub, that is generally... Absolutely do not go on Pornhub. No, Can don't. we just like but wait, one second, one second, okay, let me just okay, finish this. Okay. So would you say it's because like porn porn is usually catered to the male gaze, whereas this show is catered to the female gaze and is more about the empowerment of women yeah. and making women feel comfortable watching it as opposed to men just want to get off. And I reckon that they started out this show with not that intention. I think that they started out this show like, look at these guys like living it up, mm. like they're having sex with women for money and like, yeah, like the shooting range and all that sort of stuff. And it is like totally flipped. It is Mm. absolutely for the female gaze and it's funny how towards the end of the like season two they start talking more and more about 
like feminism and women's empowerment and like body shapes, whatever it is, they start talking more and more about that because at the start it was like far more about fucking and, you know. We just want to fuck. Yeah, we just want to fucking like get around the boys and that like just slowly goes out. Yeah, now it's all about I think also that it's more consensual. Mm -hmm. Okay, if anyone has been following the story that's been happening over the last month about Pornhub, for example – and this is like not the first story. This is one of very, 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 unfortunately, many stories that address how fucked up Pornhub is. If you're watching Pornhub, by the way, just like stop watching Pornhub. Yeah. So there was a young, te- like she was really young, like 13 or something. And she was gang raped and th- that video was put on Pornhub. What? And obviously that like... So it has to go. So in order to go on Pornhub, it has to go through like it gets uploaded because you know it, this is like Pornhub is like amateurs and it's like the YouTube of the sex world. Yeah, exactly. It's YouTube of the sex world, and you can uh, you upload it and then it gets like approved by someone and then it goes onto Pornhub. Anyway, it's obviously gone through and it's got approved. I don't know how, but anyway, it's up there. And this young girl has appealed and appealed and appealed and appealed for fucking ages to get it taken down and they were refusing her. How is that possible? (sighs) Bianca, I just, I don't know. But it's, so she's come out and she's told her story about how like, it's devastated her life and it's just been awful. And it's like, it's it's one of so many, unfortunately, so many of these stories about these type of platforms. They're just fucked. And you just don't know what consent is going on on these sites. No. And, they're, and they're, they're gross. So, by the way, there are so many women's sites. Uh, when I say women, sorry, I just mean like sites that are, for the women. Well, no, no, that are like consensual and like, you know, you know the people are being either paid properly, you know, there's no coercion, all that sort of ethical stuff. Ethical porn. There is. There's ethical yeah. porn. Mm-hmm. I think with this show, Gigolos, is because like we were like, how the hell? This can't be real. This can't be real. Yeah. There's no way that this can be real. Like, and we went on a bit of a scavenger hunt to figure out like, okay, obviously they're like porn actors and every now and then there are, there are actual porn actors. Cause like you just, you know, you I'm, fillers, sure, yeah. I'm sure that there's like times where like they just can't find anyone that's like willing to fuck on camera. However, the majority of the people on this show are just like everyday people that usually are clients of these gigolos, but they're compensated so that they'll go on TV. Yeah. So they're, uh, you know, I, I assume that would mean that instead of like paying, like they've obviously said, reached out and said that I want a gigolo and their TV has like negotiated them with them. You don't actually have to pay or we'll even compensate you some money if we yeah. are able to put to this, film it. film it and put it on the show. So there's like checks and balances and it just feels far more comfortable mm-hmm. watching that. Yeah. Like I just, are they but also what I like about gigolos is that the women explain why they've yes. hired the gigolos. So, yeah. like, when I first started watching the show, I was like, I would never hire a gigolo. Like, why would I? But now... Same. I was like, like, no way. And now I'm like, um, I'm, Liam, please. <laughs> I would like to hire a gigolo, please. Uh, because... You know, they all have different reasons. And actually, I was talking to someone about this the other day because I was like, you know, I'm actually like, I think it would be a good idea, right? Because they, what they say is... There, there's no mess. Like some women are like, I am too fucking busy to date, but hey, I still want to get laid. I mean, even f- like physically there's no mess. Like you don't have to clean up. 
no, you don't have to no come on your sheets no, if you don't want that's it. That's it. But you also, did. you know, one woman was like, I was doing the dishes, I got horny, and then 30 minutes later there's a guy at my house. Like I don't have to, you know, now, well, not now, like when you're not in lockdown, but, you know, if you want to get laid that night, so some, I said to someone, you know, I would I would hire a gigolo, I think. Like, oh, yeah, I think I'd do it because, like, it sounds really good. And they were like, yeah, but, you know, you're an attractive woman. You could just get on Hinge and, and invite someone over that night to have sex with you. And I was like, there are so many implications with that, though, because, like, one – I have to go through the rigmarole of talking to someone on Hinge, finding someone that I find attractive enough on Hinge, mm-hmm. someone that's available that night on Hinge, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, that alone takes time. Second of all, I have to invite them into my fucking home. I don't know these people. That's risky for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, who are they? Don't know. Like, that's another risk. What if they like me? They now know where I live. If I don't want to – if I want to cut them off, they have access to where I live. Yep. Also – are they good in bed? Like, are they yeah. going to be able to perform to the fantasy that I want? It's about my needs. It's well, not even like sexual health testing. Sexual health testing, but I mean, like as well. What if what if someone comes over and I'm just like, oh, I really want you know someone to go down on me, and they're like, no, I don't do that. Yeah. Like, fine, you don't do that, but that's what I wanted. That's yeah, why I, I wanted wanna, you over I here. Ordered. Uh, that's what I ordered. Actually, hinge match. So. They're, like, while it is easy, I think people say, oh, but, you know, women can just get it because, you know, men will have sex with almost anyone and they're up for it any time. There is a difference in that and in, in hiring a gigolo because it's like it's actually just about meeting my needs. I also don't have time for the fucking rigmarole. Yes. And that's I, what I like about this show. Yeah. Because it's like women getting this on. Like wet ass pussy, anthem of the year – yeah, Gigolo's TV show for me because yeah. it's just about like women getting what they want, having their needs met. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've obviously talked about sex workers quite a few times like on this podcast because obviously we are pro-sex worker. And I suppose like in my mind, every time that we talk about that, you know, women and maybe trans people and non-binary people, like I honestly, to Never. me, have... Male sex workers have really just never even like yeah. entered my mind. I don't know. I don't know why it never entered my mind. And I maybe I thought that I don't know. Like I, I thought that there was no um, market for it. Yeah, I just just didn't think that that yeah. happened. I don't know. I just oh, yeah. I, it never came to mind. And maybe also I just didn't think that. I think that I thought that talking about sex work when the sex worker was like woman or non-binary or trans was like so much more important. I just thought, what can we learn from like, I First of all, didn't even think of men. Mm. But secondly, like what can we learn from like male sex workers? I just didn't think it was like a worthwhile conversation mm. or something. I don't know. But now I've realised like, of course women have needs and things. Yeah. Like, of course, you know, there are some women that are, hire these guys because they have never come and it's much it's much better to get a guy that knows what he's doing and there's no embarrassment like okay can you just like play around with me and figure out how I can Mm -hmm. come or there are so many reasons that women different fantasies as well like one girl likes dead girl fantasy which at first I was like that's fucking weird I was thinking like yeah yeah I was like what is that and so what her fantasy was is that she would be you know in the hotel room and he's got the key he comes in and she's dead she's lying there dead and he has to start having sex with her while she's you know playing dead and then she comes to life and it was far more like snow white but she explains it and it was because she loved the snow white 
Juliet getting kissed by the prince and woken up and Sleeping Beauty getting kissed yeah. and woken up kind of thing. She liked that fantasy as a as a girl. And so she wanted someone like, like it was like a deep love that brings her back to life and then she has sex. Mm. And I was like, okay, add that to my list because that sounds like a pretty good little fantasy you got going on there. But that's, she, she can't she find, can't, anyone, she can't find to do anyone to do that with. And the yeah. thing is as well, to get to that level where you're comfortable in having that conversation with someone and being like, this is the fantasy I want, you would have to maybe be dating that person. Like not everyone yeah. on the first, like you can't have a one night stand it's and be like. exposing. It is exposing and it's vulnerable. But with a gigolo, you get to play that out without yeah. needing to explain yourself yeah. and not be judged. And I think that's the thing for, for women as well is that, and at least from my own experiences with sex, and like I've definitely moved past this at this age, but when I was younger, like I didn't come from sex and I didn't have orgasms and I didn't enjoy sex. And I literally felt like I was a fleshlight, like a human fleshlight there for his pleasure. So my main goal is to please him and make sure that he's having a good time, but make sure that I look good and, you know, don't turn the lights on because I'm ashamed of my body or whatever. All this stuff. a nice orgasm face. Yeah, right. All this stuff is going on in my head and I can't actually enjoy the fucking moment because I'm so, uh, I've seen sex scenes catered to the male gaze. So I think that that's how it's Mm. meant to be. And I'm not there in it for myself, but having sex now I'm like no I am here like my orgasm is just as valuable as your orgasm Mm. my pleasure is just as important as your pleasure um but it's taken me a long fucking time to get there yeah to that level of me feeling comfortable enough like you know oh the amount of times that I would turn down sex uh, sorry the amount of times that I would turn down oral sex when I was younger because I was like oh I take too long, right? I take too long and like it's just like I I can't be bothered with it because it's going to take me so long and like I feel bad for him that he's going to be down there for like so long. And I just want to actually interject here and just let you know that like women take a long time to orgasm from having sex and from, from, from having head sometimes, okay? So like, yeah, on, on a movie, they might come in five minutes. Maybe even less. Like just in the heat of the moment. Just in the heat of the moment, right? But, you know, if you're going down on a woman and I – it can take 40 fucking minutes. Like sit there and enjoy it, okay? It's totally okay to take a long time. It's not an issue. Like I was stressing, oh, it takes so long to come and it's like 15 fucking minutes. Who cares? Keep your head buried down there, please, because I would like to come. But, like, it took me a really long time to get to that level where Mm. I – or, you know, that I would be embarrassed because I'm like, oh, you know, I see women on porn and they have tiny little vaginas. I don't have that. Like, I'm embarrassed of my body. And it takes a lot of unpacking to get to the level of being comfortable in sex for women. The other thing is that we see, which is, like, quite a reoccurring theme, is that – there are a lot of women that hire these gigolos that have been hurt oh, and yeah. that might not feel attractive, you know, might have um, been cheated on, you know, and they just want to feel desirable Desired, again. Desired, yeah. And that's when Jimmy comes in and helps. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, like, that seems to be, like, a reoccurring thing too, to rediscover themselves and find themselves also like the boyfriend experience of you know one woman wanted to enter a salsa competition but she didn't have someone that she could do that with so she hires the gigolo and you know they're very cute they were so cute together they placed third super cute but for her to get to that level of being like I want a partner to go to a salsa competition with 
she would have to find someone like that's putting her heart out there to get yep. to that level. And sometimes you just don't have time. You've been hurt too many times. You've been let down. So hiring someone is just like the way to get what you want. Yeah. Another thing that I learned about this show that is that every woman body is fucking so hot. <laughs> I know. That like every woman I looks know. hot. I fucked. mean, the cruel irony in this show is that I've realised, oh, like male escorts, like that's great. That's such a great idea. But I'm arguably more turned on by the women. Oh, every time, <laughs> every time. There, I've I've realised that, uh, yeah, every single body shape, age, colour, size, everything. breast, big areolas, little areolas, <laughs> like big vulvas, yeah. little vulvas, like literally have it. All that does it for me. Yeah. All of it. And like, and it's crazy because I feel like with quote unquote regular porn, which I'm just going to refer to as like male gaze porn, there's a specific look and a specific type of body that is shown. And, and like, if you don't have that body type, you're going to feel undesirable and feel like you're not sexual. Like, I feel like there are certain body types that people don't sexualize in mainstream media, obviously. Whereas when you watch this show, you're just like, everyone is sexy and oh everyone God, looks marks. so good. For, like, like, everyone like, looks good getting fuck? fucked. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, It's really, really good. Another thing, so there was there are other fantasies that I did like. Uh, Nunu massage, which is where you put like a plastic sheet on the bed and you cover yourselves in this like Oil. lubricant and roll around in the bed. That was fucking hot. That looked fucking hot. I think though that that would be so hard to have sex. You'd just be slipping in and out like, too it would be difficult to have sex. Because you've got that yeah. like, to grip onto. I think it's more about just rubbing each other. Like, I think it wouldn't be the sex thing. I think you'd just want to rub, right? Yeah. I don't know. I'm in. I'm up for Nunu massage. Like, that's like, that is <laughs> on know. the top of my <laughs> I moved away because we watch it in, this is now sounds really weird. We watch it in bed together. We watch it in bed together. Yeah. That sounds really fucked. But uh, yeah, I moved slightly away from you when the Nunu came on. Because you were really into it. <laughs> okay. And I was like, well... Fuck. Okay. So one of the clients that was my absolute fucking favorite client was this woman. She's super hot. She's really good at playing poker. She's at the poker table, right? She's like a middle-aged woman. Middle-aged woman at the poker table and she's playing men and she is taking all of their money. Like she's a professional poker player. Destroying their egos, taking their money, Killing it at poker, right? And then she comes home. The only, like, this is the thing. I'm like, yes, you're sapping the life out of men, which I'm living for. You're taking their money. You're really good at poker. And then you're going to go home and fuck one of them until they, like, can't walk. The only thing is you picked brace. <laughs> like you were ticking all of the boxes, sweetie. You were doing such a good job. And yet brace is the one you chose to have sex but with. also like, it mm. was so entertaining to see brace, like, almost have a heart attack. Oh my god! Yeah, and then she's like, you know, like let's go on the pool, and he's like, I can't. Like he's like, he's like, you've been up, all, you've been up all night playing poker, and now you're having sex with me. Like you have literally. I think that scene was really beautiful. Is not the right word, but beautiful <laughs> in the way that how many fucking movies have you watched, right? Mm-hmm. Where there's all these men sitting around a poker table, yep. and it's in Las Vegas, and there's women in beautiful, beautiful dresses. Yeah. Standing next to them with their hand on the guy's shoulder. And Blowing on the... They're like car, the, the trophy. Dice. Yeah, they're the right? trophy. Right. Yeah. yeah, they'll blow on the dice. and whatnot. 
this was exactly the opposite. Yeah. There was a woman sitting in the fucking seat, dressed Ships up, beautiful, piling up, piling up, and he was standing there awkwardly like her toy. Yeah. And it was just beautiful because, you know, you know, in the way that sometimes you don't even realise the sexism in everyday life. Like you don't even realise until it's like switches. The pendulum swings yeah, the other way. exactly. Until it's like flipped and you're like, oh, wow. When it goes the other way, it's like so obvious. Yeah. That was one of those Well, moments. isn't it like, I mean, obviously the pendulum has sw- Like let's just quickly talk about, you know, WAP by Cardi B and Megan the Stallion. The pendulum has swung to a song about women with wet ass pussies, right? And women wanting to have sex. And how many people have lost it online about that and being like, this song is depraved and it's disgusting. But it's like, how many songs do we hear about men fucking women? All the time. And also quite violent. Violent. Like actual hurting women. It's not just having sex. Yeah. And also wet ass pussy. She's just talking about her own genitalia. She's like, she's, Mm -hmm. you know, I just... Yeah, okay, it's like really there's this fucking song, annoying. There's a song called like Planes a- by Jeremy and one of the lines is dick so big it's like a foot is in your mouth, right? That's like not <laughs> That's not just saying like my dick is so big. It's like I'm going to shove a foot-sized dick into your mouth, right? Like yeah. but, oh, but that's okay. That's mm. fine. But a woman just being like, yeah, I have a really I'm turned, I'm on. turned on. Yeah, it's really Do you know why weird. I reckon I think it's because like a woman being like, I'm really wet, means that they're expecting you to perform and maybe they're like, oh, I'm intimidated. Oh, oh, that is exactly what it is. Yeah. Exactly what it is. Also, these two women are women of colour too Mm -hmm. and I think that that certainly like plays a part because these are women that society says shut the fuck up and they treat – Really poorly. Like, I mean, one, they're women. Two, women of colour. Like, it, yeah. And I don't know. No, I, I mean, that's, I think it's just like great that we've like discovered this show at the same time that this song has come out. And it's like, yeah, I, I want like women getting theirs and women like having sex for their own pleasure is like, so for some reason, like a new concept to people that like they can't fathom it. Like, oh, you're not just there for us. Like the men are so confused. Yeah, we aren't the fleshlights that you were speaking Yeah, about. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like I I have uh, spoken about this on the podcast about how like I have a like low libido, but I think like I don't have like I figured out I don't have a low libido. I just was so insecure during sex and it was because of all of these reasons of am I wet enough? Am I coming quick enough? Do I look good enough? Am I making the right sounds? Like, is he having a good time? All about things that like I'm worried about for him. But now I'm like, I don't care. I'm here and I'm an active participant in the sex. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Whereas like before I wasn't. Mm. And yeah, whap, 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 whap. (laughs) Would you like to go into more on that? As in, yeah, okay. I mean, all right. (laughs) Yeah. I really enjoy being totally independent, doing what I want, when I want, don't have to answer to anyone. I'm focusing on poker. I'm focusing on what I, what I want to do with my future. No man's getting in the way. So, oh, this is like a, I better hold on to this mic because this is going to be a mic drop moment. 
So Palmer and I, obviously we have broken up now, but um, at one point in our relationship, we decided to stop being monogamous. Yeah. Yeah. We decided because we're like, well, it's not working. Why don't we just try fucking other people and see if that helps? the situation yeah um it didn't but (laughs) it didn't but okay so like for me personally when it comes to sex uh I would say and I have spoken uh, in the alcohol mini series about this about how sex for me because I did feel incredibly vulnerable during sex I would usually only have sex uh when I was drunk right because that's when I felt I could be free enough to do it. And then obviously I got sober and I started having sex sober all the time and was enjoying a lot more because like, I think when you get sober, you lose that safety blanket of having a a free version of yourself, let's say, when you're drinking. So like when you are sober, you're just sober all the time and you kind of just have to get used to being in in the skin you're in and being the person that you are. So you, you get more brave, I suppose. And I was obviously having sex and it was much better sex when I was sober. But of course, that's with sex with someone that I've been having sex with already because, you know, it's it was my husband. So we had an open <laughs> marriage and I went on a hinge date and um, I had my first ever, like, first time with someone sober like that's never happened to me before like every time that I've been like having sex with people it was under the influence of alcohol for the first time at least like obviously I've had sober sex but it was with someone that I'd already had sex with and that happened well the the sober sex was always when you were way 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 down the line yes you were like more comfortable yes but even then like still it it, it, there was a lot to unpack in the fact of like I was still dealing with those issues of like do I look good from this angle like you know am I coming quick enough or there was so much there that was like going on in my mind because when you have that thing of like the vulnerability factor like yeah I would have sober sex but I couldn't I felt that I couldn't be free enough to really get some because I wasn't drunk and like I was used to being drunk and that's when I could be like dirty or whatever um so this is a very new experience for me I went on a date with a guy and um we went back to his house and I messaged Palmer and I just said I'll just letting you know like I'm at his house just having a cup of tea which by the way like I love how when you're sober People don't know what to offer you when you come up. They're just like, I can get you like a tea. Like, I weirdly didn't know that was triggering for you because of the tea bags in the seat. Yeah, they didn't know. I'm like, don't you fucking give me a tea bag. But yeah, no. Uh, so we're sitting there on the couch. And I'm, I turned into like a 15 year old girl because he starts inching closer to me. And I'm like, this guy is going to kiss me. Oh, by the way. So I, yeah, I messaged Palmer and I was like, oh, I'm just saying, you know, I'm at his house. I'm having a tea. And he goes, okay, just be safe. And I was like, yeah, I will. I'll drop you a pin. So you know where I am. And he was like, no, I meant safe sex. And I was like, whoa, mm. you are going way too far. There is no way I'm going to have sex. Like that's fucking crazy. Like I'm mm. not ready for that. This is like my second hinge date. I'm not ready to have sex with someone. Turns out I was more ready than I uh, <laughs> thought I was. So this guy is like puts his arm on me and I was like, oh my God, it's happening. Like th- he wants to kiss me. And then he leans in 
and he kissed me and it was just um it was such a strange instance for me because immediately immediately I went to that place of being like insecure actually like I was like oh I'm not ready for this and earlier on the date oh so the second that I got on the date my moon cup fell out so instead (laughs) so because I didn't think I was gonna have sex right so like my moon cup falls out and we're we were walking and I was like, okay, I just need to run to the bathroom because like full disclosure, my moon cup came out. Don't know why I told him that. It could have just, <laughs> I could have just been like, I just have to go to the bathroom, but I didn't. I was like, oh, my moon cup came out. He was so good looking that my fucking moon cup flew out of my vagina. <laughs> Where is pussy? <laughs> Where is pussy? Literally, I see him and it was just like, oh, dislodged and just like came out, right? <laughs> so my moon cup comes out. Anyway, I run to the bathroom. So like as he's making out with me, I was like, oh, well, I'm glad I actually told him about the moon cup because now I don't have to have sex with this guy, right? Like, yeah, it, it's like a it's like a free pass. I, I, yeah. I don't have to. And he just... Well, not that you have to ever, but no, I know you're but saying like, I was just like... Just don't have to have any more conversations I don't have to have that yet it. because I was actually still insecure and I was like so uh, in my head about it. And I was upset actually. I was really upset because I was like, fuck, like you're still timid and insecure when it comes to sex like that sucks right so I was just like oh yeah you know my moon cup and he was like no that's totally cool he's like I we can just make out there doesn't have to be an end game here and I was like fuck now I want to fuck you because like that really turns (laughs) me on thank you anyway he was well aware about the moon cup situation we you know start making out and fooling around and I was able actually in a very comfortable way in a one night stand managed to come twice with my moon cup in situ by the way because you know he was just pleasuring me in other ways and I will just say that moon cup really held up because uh, that was like wet ass pussy. we can get them to sponsor the podcast. Uh, yeah I don't know how I mean like credit to them I have no idea how it stayed in place. Um but yeah, I got so emotional as I was driving home because it was almost like this thing of like, I had always thought it was me. I'd always thought it was me that like was just really bad at sex or that like I just didn't have it or something. And to have this experience where I managed to like, you know, be free and just like be in the moment and like clear my head and enjoy the sex for what it is and not being worried about am I doing this for him because I think like as well I've grown a lot since the last time that I was single which was like five years ago right so I'm now of the stage in my life where I'm like no like women I want to get my socks off you're also reaching your like sexual peak also reaching my sexual peak cannot wait to explore that even more um but yeah, I got so emotional because I was like this whole time I've like thought it was me. And like, yeah, in in many ways it was me, but I just thought I could never get it. I never thought that I would be able to actually enjoy sex. Yeah. And let me just tell you, I really enjoy sex. <laughs> I have come so far and so many Legit- times. <laughs> <laughs> I have come so far and so many times. Um but yeah, it was it was really an, an emotional experience because like there's so many things going on in my head. There were so many things going on in my head usually when I would have sex. And really it is about like unpacking all of that and just like allowing yourself to 
be in the moment. Like, and that's why I really like watching gigolos because I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, like I would always think I didn't look good being fucked. And now I watch gigolos. I'm like, everyone looks good being fucked. I can't even imagine how good I look having sex. Right. Mm -hmm. But I was always just so worried about how do I look? How do I sound? Like, is my vagina fanny farting every time he pulls his dick out? Yes, it is. But like, you know, who cares, who cares right? Yeah. Like there's just so much involved when it comes to sex. And I think like when we had Naomi, the sexologist on, she was saying like sex is awkward. Yeah. It is awkward. But like. And it, that's what's good about Jiglos is there's moments in porn that you don't see like laughter. Like, okay, in Jiglos they have this the funny. socks off. Yeah. yeah. They have this funny thing where they say to clients, there's no sexy way for me to take my socks off. And it's, it's true. Yeah. It's so true. There is no, it's, you're, you're standing there in your undies and you look so awkward taking your socks off. Yeah. But that's real. That's, that's, that's real. What it yeah. Is. And it shows the awkward parts and it shows like, okay, so for example, new, new massage, right? Incredibly erotic, incredibly sexy. Go to rinse off. Trip in the shower and fall. fall. Yeah. <laughs> and they slip off the bed. And they slip you know? off the bed, yeah. And you see that and you're like, ah, okay. It yeah. isn't like it is in the fucking porn bit movies. Like mm. I was never going to be that person because yeah. it's not real. Yeah. It's completely fabricated. And it's so nice to see like real people have real sex. Yes. And women getting what they want. What they want. And yeah. yeah. You know, like, because obviously I work with Bush now and I talk about masturbation, right? And like I am obviously you're very vocal about masturbation. We've done an episode on masturbation. Like we're we're both like very open about it. Um but I because of me talking about it, people slide into my DMs and talk to me about, you know, masturbating and orgasms and stuff. And someone said to me, Isn't it strange how I can talk to you, like a stranger on the internet about this, but I wouldn't talk to my girlfriends about it? And I was like, Oh, like it is crazy to me that there is such a stigma around masturbation. And I was like, you know, but I I talk about it very openly because, you know, my girlfriends and I, we talk about sex and masturbation. I talk about it with my mom, like whatever. And she was like, oh, no, I talk about sex with them. I just don't talk about masturbation. And I was like, why is it that we feel that having someone there is it's okay to talk about getting pleasure but not about ourselves getting pleasure? Like what's the difference there? Yeah. Both, both are good. Or is it because it's like having sex with someone is like it's an act – where like I don't know I just like I don't know why yeah it's it's really sad it's still weirdly taboo and I don't understand why yeah I I don't know I'm all for female pleasure like in any way shape or form I'm divorced now I was married for eight years you think you learn about yourself in a relationship but you really like I learned more about myself going through the divorce exactly than I ever knew in the relationship I mean well that's what defines people are the hard times can we just speak Annie um because obviously you and I have been watching Gigolos. We are now on the same page of like, we kind of want to fly to Vegas because like we're going to link their Instagram because we've been looking. Because obviously the guys that are on the show aren't necessarily working for this company, but we've got their Instagram, Cowboys for Angels. Um, and <laughs> we were look through it. We were looking at it and like these guys are fucking Mm. gorgeous like yeah. oh my god yes I actually would you know that's like a week's salary yeah. for me to fuck you money well spent in my opinion right but obviously we can't go to Vegas because you know like COVID and money and whatever there, there are many reasons why we yeah. can't go to Vegas so what did we do we thought what are the escorts like in Melbourne 
Unfortunately, not just not. Well, you know what? Melbourne. They're very They're Melbourne. So Melbourne. They're so <laughs> fucking Melbourne, is what they are. They are little hipsters. They're hipsters and oddballs. Oddballs and hipsters. I was like, and and don't get me wrong. There's no like. Uh, we're all everyone is attractive there are different types of attraction I think surely yeah yeah. absolutely right but in in Vegas it seems like it's very much like the you know like fireman calendar yeah exactly right yeah like that big body wrap me up in your arms yes fuck me against a wall like Melbourne, the, Melbourne is guy. like a guy that was like Macklemore thr- thrift shop. <laughs> oh like seriously, God. like he's like, oh, he got the Velcros. Like he's got this. Look, great for boyfriend experience because oh, you could take him along to anything in Melbourne and no one would even suspect a thing. Yeah, they're just like. He just fits straight in. But the guys were so just like just your average Joe, which like don't get me wrong. I'm all for an average Joe. But like like guys that I would probably like not even match with on Hinge. Like they yeah. like you would think that like the money that you're spending for like that top dollar that you're gonna get the fireman catalogue, but not necessarily. No, no, it's very different here. It's in very Melbourne. different in Melbourne. Obviously the taste in men is, is very uh, different. Yeah, is very different. <laughs> I also thought I'd just like flag before everyone like goes rushing to see this. There is a little bit of a like maybe uh what do you say? A content warning. There is like one scene where a trans person. I just was about to yeah, say transphobic. Um, there is like a transphobic scene, and who do you think it's with? It's with Brace. It's of with course Brace. it is. Of course it is. So Brace is homophobic and transphobic, and um, he is homophobic. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. Like so like, is Nick, but he's just a general douche, and so it's like somewhat amusing. <laughs> Brace is so there is uh, two scenes. Uh, one is with. A beautiful, beautiful woman. He's completely attracted to her and then they get all the way naked before he realises. And, like, I understand that in real life, like, well, there has to be consent even for sex workers and he wasn't consenting for that, so that's fine and that, like, ends. But, like, it definitely needs a content warning of which Mm. the show didn't give because I'm sure trans people would find that very triggering. The other thing is there is a gangbang. There is a gangbang. And there's a scene where this woman feels... She's explaining why to all of them around the table why she wants to hire. So she's like, I want just all of you all over me because I was in a very long-term relationship where my husband wouldn't have sex with me. I I didn't didn't feel feel desirable. desirable. So I just want like men all over me so that I feel good about myself, right? And they're all like, yep, sounds good. They Mm. all consent like, yep, we're going to play out this fantasy. They go upstairs... Can I also just flag here that the guys that are sort of of our gen are totally fine. Brace is of that like boomer gen. Mm. Uh, yeah, the mm. one maybe that, not boomer. Oh, he's, oh, he's probably yeah. like my mom. No, he would be older than my mom. Surely, yeah, he'd be older you're than right. My mom. You're right. So yeah, he's probably like more that sort of age. Mm-hmm. And wow, it's just it's it's exactly like what you see online. Like their their opinions matched like what it is in the bedroom. It's like so fucked up. So like for him, you know, this girl's giving one of them head and then she's like, oh, Brace, kiss me. And because her mouth tastes like dick, he then runs to the bathroom. Well, he just doesn't even really get involved. He's not involved. He's not involved. But that upsets him. So then he runs to the bathroom. They're all having the gangbang and he's like running his mouth under the tap, like going, gross, cock breath. breath. And, And screaming about it and like, 
going on about like seeing the guys naked and stuff. It's really homophobic. It's so homophobic. But the guys get really filthy on him because they're like, well, why are you fucking getting paid when you're, you're not, not doing the work? You're, and you're actually making it worse. Like this woman has just said that she feels insecure yeah. and she wants to feel like desired. desired. And, and you're so in here fucking washing your mouth out and with being soap. Like a child. Yeah. Like, like a just child. such a spoiled little brat. Yeah. Making the work harder for the other guys. Yeah. Anyway, he's such a dick. I also wanted to flag that there are a few couples. So if anyone's thinking, oh, this is, a, you know, only for Singles. single people, actually, it's not. There are quite a few couples. Actually, and I, I think love Jimmy said that one in three jobs is, is a couple. Yeah. Yeah. One in three. One in three. That seems That's so high. high. That's high. But it makes sense because like the couples explained, you know, they want sex outside of their just their relationship. But any other sex that's not with like a sex worker is immediately complicated. So Yeah, that feelings could get involved. Feelings get involved. You've got to put in the work. You've got to Well, how do you know? Yeah, you've got to lay all this groundwork. What if they see you? In real life, mm-hmm. um, well, if with a sex worker, there's a professionalism and a confidentiality that goes with it. Unless it's on television, but yeah. I mean, it was on television <laughs> for some people, but yeah. like that's... Uh, there that, are reasons. There are reasons. sense, yeah. And, you know, uh, sexual health testing, all of that sort mm. of stuff. And, you know, kinks aren't judged, blah, 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 blah. But there was, it was actually quite amusing because, of course... One husband's ego got in the way. Oh, I loved that scene. I so what had happened for that one, and that and like he wasn't as into it. So everyone else is just like, oh, I love watching my wife get fucked, or like you know, like oh, you know, it's just always been a fantasy of ours. Yeah. Like I want to see her just in in extreme like, pleasure, right? Yeah, one but, guy gifted it to his wife for a birthday yeah. and stuff. And like that, that. But the, what was funny in that situation is that like he was like, well, I'm going to watch, but I would have thought that if you're watching, you're going to be like jerking it or something. But he just sat there. Well, th- and. Um, he sat there like when the a child goes. comes in to be like, mum, look at my headstand, right? <laughs> and you're like, oh, that's nice. Like he just sat there like, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, that's good. I'm so happy for so you. So some of the gigolos have a keep your pants up policy. So if the husband's like in the room, they're not allowed to like do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. So, But yes, yeah, other couple. <laughs> this other couple, like she so, had hired him a sex worker for his birthday. So he'd already had his pleasure. He'd had his dollop of cream, right? And he was the cat that got the cream. So when it came around for her and she was like, well, I would like that too. He wasn't happy, but he couldn't say anything because he'd already had his cream. Oh, it was so amusing. It was so and good to he watch. he was just pacing the room. <laughs> he hated every minute of it. And it's like, well, mate, you know, it's got to go two ways. Like it, this is the thing. If you don't like it, yeah. it, like why did you go and do it? Yeah, it's okay for so you. It's you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's okay for you, but like it's not okay when the – It's to the point that but Nick was the one that was fucking her and he was like actually scared because the yeah. guy was standing there and he was like, I actually felt threatened. Like he was going to punch me for pleasuring his wife. Yes. And then also after that they have their talking head moment and she's like – oh he wasn't that good like playing it down and it's like bitch we just saw you have multiple orgasms not just in one room like several rooms you moved around that fucking hotel room you were bouncing on that dick and yet you're like playing it down because of his fucking ego well actually she goes oh yeah no it was really good and I I know she goes I really enjoyed it 
And then she turns to her husband, sees her husband's face is yeah. like fucking angry. And she goes, but not as good as you, honey, or something like that. And I'm like, oh, the insecurity. Yeah, the so amusing. The insecure. The, the insecurity. I can't speak. I, I'm just thinking about orgasm. Do you reckon yeah, we've I'm like touched on life I think now? we've touched on everything. It what is now one? like um, an hour and 22 minutes, Annie. Great. Excellent. Good. So that's what it deserves. That's what it deserves. It's a long episode. It's lengthy. Um, I hope that you've been inspired enough to go and watch Gigolos. We've still got four seasons to go. We've still got a lot to go. And also, yeah, like go and just live your best what life, I guess, is my yeah. advice. And I think... You know, there's no shame. There's no shame in hiring a sex worker. No, absolutely not. There's no for sh- women or men. There's like anyone yeah, non-binary. There's no, there is no there's issue. There's no issue being one. There's no issue hiring one. Like it. There's. We are all in charge of our sex life and go get it. Go get yourself somewhere else. Go get yourself. Yeah, have some what? 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 What?